We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bart Winkler. Welcome to the Friday, Feb 24 edition of the Bart Winkler Show. And I'm happy to be here. We'll start the show with Tim Shea. We got a lot more planned for you. I'm uh, not going to promote it in the podcast because I have this interview. Well, I have this interview scheduled that probably is in the podcast, but it's changed like seven times already. <laughs> well, good luck. Yeah. So, so we'll see. You may also hear some uh, best of Bart on Bill Ryder on this episode. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, Tim and okay. I are recording on Wednesday night, and I'm I'm. Uh, Using this for Friday, you know Tim's a hard guy to reach down. It was, it was a bunch of snow, and he's out on the roads in the Uber. How you doing? Oh, just you know, making the money, baby. Busy day, yeah. busy, busy day. All the snow, everything. Or tips better? Yeah, you know, people, people are very grateful for you being out. So I, I uh, so after the station, I'd put on my DoorDash and drive home and hope hope to catch one. Did you get one? No. But the DoorDash, normally DoorDash is like, it's base pay. They give you like $2 a ride and then you hope you get a tip. But a lot of times they go peak pay where if if it's busy, they pay you more because they need more drivers. Well, the peak pay was up to like six bucks, which is huge. But then I think they, do they charge people more? Because nobody was ordering. I think they do. Well, that sucks. Nobody was ordering I don't know. I don't know. I I couldn't even catch, like I did do a couple blocks around UWM trying to catch a, Lazy college kid needing a. Oh no! They'll walk out in Volca. This. They'll walk out in this to get their Qdoba or noodles. Nah, jeez. All right. Well, um, I am. Um, I, again, again, I don't think I'm going to scrap anything together, but I'm going to take the next few days off. A uh, little family excursion. That means I get off too. You be off unless you want to host a show. No, no, no. I, I cannot live up to the Bart Winkler. Okay. The the problem is, so I I was going to surprise my wife with a trip to the Dominican for Sunburn Bowl 4. Nice. But I got the week wrong. Oh, no. Yeah, because I think if there's anything I want to do with my life it's take the one out of two weeks that we get off in this country drag my wife just so i can play pool volleyball with john coon or tennis with armin tennis with armin zabe drink with zabe sunburn bowl four dude real talk i shouldn't say this Oh boy. Say it. Say it. Ready, go. Coming from someone who has struggled with drinking too much, I think Zave's got a problem. I, 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 <laughs> Zave, Zave. I mean, he seems to drink more than I do. I want Zave on my show. That's my, that's the next guy I want on. I want Zave on. All right. For you, want, you want me to book him for you? Yeah, can you do that? Mm-hmm. I'll send out a tweet. I can tell you that I will be doing a live show 
We'll be back with a live show on uh, Wednesday night after Bucks Magic. Okay. After Bucks Magic, we'll be back with a live show. And then I'll be back on CBS Sports Radio next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Times? Uh, Gelb on Thursday and Friday, and then Saturday uh, evening. Boy, you are just the CBS master. Look at that. Well, they all take off right now. I mean, the, the the seasons are over. Yeah, you're right. You know, it's right before baseball season, after football season, and right in the middle of basketball season. So bring in that bring in that sad sack that got sacked from Milwaukee. Bring in that Winkler. Make him go back into the pit. I do like going back to Odyssey because when I have like things I don't want to throw away in my trash, like printers and I throw it in their dumpster. <laughs> Note to Sparky, check the dumpster. Well, I don't th- I don't want to throw it away here. I feel bad. Uh, I throw it away there. That's good. All right. I just want to start with this from Willie Adamas. This was on Todd Rosiak's Twitter. Uh, the, the preface to the video is Willie Adamas reiterated he would like to remain with the Brewers long term but he also saw the big contracts that were getting doled out this off season. So here's Willie Adamas. Yeah. I mean, always when you see the guys, you know, getting paid, I mean, the, the group of guys that signed this off season, they were elite guys and they set the bar for us, you know, the guys that are coming, coming up. So I think that was really good for us as a shortstop. And, you know, it's, it's good to see that, you know, they getting what they deserve, you know? So, you know, after that, you just, focus on the thing that you have to do and let you know your agency handle all the business but for me you know i'm just focused on trying to be better this year put numbers and you know see what happens but they really set the bar for for the guys that are coming up for sure and, and nothing has changed as far as the way you feel about this organization right i mean yeah. you want to be back and you yeah, want to stay course. and, yeah. and I, I said it a couple times already yeah. you know I, I wish i could stay here you know i really like this organization i like the guys i love the, the city i love the fans and you know i wish i could stay here you know i'm <laughs> uh, we're going to continue to work and be better and see what happens at the end. So the way he says it, if you want to read into it, Rob Domofsky style and read into inflection, the way he says, I wish I could stay here, sounds to me like he knows he's not going to be able to. He is so gone. But can you blame him? No. Go get that money, I guess. I mean, shortstops, <clears throat> shortstops are rolling out of bed making $35 million. Uh, uh, a 220 hitter? You have to chase that. I guess. 30 home runs, though. I guess this is the new MLB, right? Well, Willie this year is making 8.7. There is an arbitration next year, and then he's a free agent in 25, so the Brewers can look to extend him or, or what. But it's going to be – I mean, really, there's a lot of people that think, oh, they'll, they'll keep Woodruff and maybe not Burns. I don't know. Like Christian Yelich making $26 million the next handful of years. Is there really going to be a guy that gets more than that? Not from the Brewers. And if Bally Sports goes under, which it is going under, that is a revenue stream for the Brewers. That's going to screw them. So they're even more screwed. So baseball, these, these big market teams had enough money to make their own networks. So they're fine. They get all that money. And then the Brewers have to like, go on Bally's and then they're going bankrupt and they're going to be screwed. Baseball is in a tough spot. Remember when Mark wanted his own network with the bucks, the Brewers, you don't No. a couple years ago, they were toying with the idea of making like their own network and sharing it with the Bucks. No, they should have. I don't know. I don't know what ever happened of that or what that deal was, but it was a couple years ago. Before COVID, I want to say oh. eight, 17, 18. Was this inside information because you worked there or no? It might have been. Maybe I was oh. supposed to say that. Remember that year that they were going to remember that year that they were going to move to Portland? Yeah. What? No one ever said that. Oh, that was a secret. Huh? That was a secret. It took me to keep them here. Um, yeah. No, I thought that was public. Maybe, maybe no. Yeah, I don't know. I I remember that. I, I vividly remember it. So, well, let me tell you, Brewers Bucks TV network. 
You can make some money off that, I think. Oh, well, this just got posted. Tim Shea, the rat. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So okay, let's let's not worry about the future. No. Uh, let's talk about this season. Kevin Holden made a really good comment today. What? He said that now he's and he and he said this about four or five times that he said I am not saying this. I do. I have no inside information. But he said for a team that is not putting money into their. For for a guy that's not putting for Mark for not putting money into the team, he he just said it smells fishy that they you know that he's selling that he could sell the team at some point in the next couple of years. Kevin's speculating they could sell. That's all. That's all. Yep. That's all he said. That's it's, what Spark guy's been saying. He says he's been calling and, and leaving voicemails on the Carl's Place voicemail line. Carl of et.com backslash Bart. Golf simulators and more, uh, but he's been saying that Mark's sandbagging it. That's what Ke- Kevin just said. He, he said no inside information. No one's talked to him. He just he just feels like for for a guy that for an owner not putting money into this team, it just to him feels like he's going to sell at some point down the road. Well, I know. I think that's I think that's a rational thought. Yeah, from a rational guy, and and a lot of people I, I think are at least pondering the the possibility of that. I always thought he wanted to keep it in his family. I did too. I just thing. assumed. I, I it just, it felt like that. It, I mean, maybe he's just cheap and that's, that's what we have to deal with. Well, and again, this is like that conversation, the conversation about the surplus, the conversation about baseball, the conversation about Burns, the conversation about Adamus that is like hitting me where I, it affects my level of anticipation for 2023. And I mean, are they going to be a good team? I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to properly predict this team. I think everyone's going to be so confused that they're going to say, like Pakota had them at what eighty four and winning the division or something. Yeah, 80, 80, I think it was eighty five wins. I think that's where everyone is going to fall. I, th- I think even the most confident Brewers fans, like the most diehards, they're not going to say ninety, no. but they're certainly not going to say under eighty five. And then I, guys like me that are super pessimistic all the time about this team is are still going to say like, I don't know. I mean, they it eighty five eighty five even for this squad, whatever it is. 85 seems reasonable, I think. I, 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 this is the first year that I haven't said, oh, 90 wins, you know, NL Central, but I think it's going to be below that. I think 500. But even then, that's 80, that's 81 wins. And not, and not a playoff team and missing the playoffs for a second consecutive year. So I think, like, where, what's a good, I don't know what Vegas is over under is. I guess I'll look that up. But what, what's the over-under on, like, what most Brewers fans will predict? Eight, like, 83, 84. Yeah. It's I'm, I'm seeing some people use the Brewers as their dark host for the World Series. I know. What are they doing? 
But again, in baseball, that's all that matters. I mean, you could just get hot. The Brewers over under win total is on this website that I'm scrolling right now because we do not prep or edit. 86 and a half, according to Vegas? That seems a little high. Wow. I mean, yeah, I guess, I, guess I, was I think I think they should set it around 84 and a half, but yeah. that's just me. So I would take I'm going to put them at about 85 wins. I would take the under. Give me the under. Give me the under. Give me the under. Well, will these new rules help them? You got to wonder about it. It could. Time. It very well could. Or will it hurt them? You got to wonder about that too. I think I think William Contreras is going to be a good uh, piece on this team. Uh first base Telez I don't know what of these guys are going to stick in the infield. Adamus, of course. Third Second base. Third, third, like crap, Jude's various yeah. somewhere. Third base has been an issue. And I said last year, I said we need a, a good third baseman and still don't have it. So you're going to obviously need Yelich to be good, Winker to be fine, your guy Luke Voigt to make an impact. <laughs> so we'll Tyler see. Naquin. Tyler Nake. Apparently, they may need him now that Tyrone Taylor just ended up on the DL or injured list or whatever it's called now. So, just the sentence alone, the Brewers may need Tyler Naquin because Tyrone Taylor is on the DL or is going to miss a couple of weeks. That makes me want to knock three wins off the total. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's a miserable sentence. So, right now, today, February 24, it's just, it's. I'm going to say 80. This team's either going to go on a 15 game winning streak or a 15 game losing streak. I just can't decide which one. <laughs> I'm going to say they win. I'll stick with 85. 85 wins. 82. 82. For the 82 Brewers. Yeah. When are we? Uh, uh, August 17th is our, the 40. 41st anniversary. Yeah, 41st anniversary, 46th anniversary. I don't know. <laughs> 41st anniversary of the 86, uh, 82 Brewers. <laughs> Get excited for that. Tim, what you got going on this weekend, McGuire's? Uh, no, uh, tonight, Friday night, is the opening of the Varsity Girls WIA Regionals, and we got Menominee Falls hosting... Green Bay Southwest High School. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah. So Green Bay's got to make the two-and-a-half-hour trek down to Menominee Falls. What's the line on the game? Oh, falls by seven. Seven? And a half. Seven and a half? Yeah. All right. Uh, Why don't you give me 50 on uh, them to cover? Gotcha. You know, one time I uh, I wasn't – in high school in soccer, this guy came up to me. He goes, we had lost one nothing. I gave up a really terrible goal as the goalie. <laughs> he goes, hey, man, tough loss. You cost me 50 bucks. I said, what are you talking about? He goes, I had you guys to win. Money line. This was in 2001. What? And I'm like, I'm like, can't, I'm like I didn't cost you. You bet on me. Have you seen me play? You you seen me play and you put money on me? Big mistake. The also, worst part about me as the goalie, Tim, was if there was a if there was like a there was like a ranging scale. Like I couldn't so shots that were like a eight to five to ten, I could not save. Like eight to five out of ten, I could not save. Shots that were like a 6.5 to 8.5, I would get those. Mm-hmm. And then shots from like 0 to 6.5, I couldn't save either. <laughs> so <laughs> I made some really good saves. But if you had a good shot on me, it was going in. And then if you had like a bad shot on me, it would find its way in too. I sucked. Also, might venture down to AmFam Field because, uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll redeem my voucher. Because tickets are on sale. Oh, yeah. Let me bring that up real quick. Uh, because uh, they're not having, like, a big Arctic gathering. It's just literally I heard about it two days ago. 
on the radio? The fan? Yes, the fan. Uh, 9 a.m. Saturday, the Brewers are selling. Finally, you've been begging for this, single-game tickets. Every ticket purchased equals a chance to win prizes. So they're giving away, what, 25 prizes? Yeah, they're giving away a car. They're giving away a car. They're giving away a trip for a road series. They're giving away jerseys. They're giving away tickets. They're giving away concert tickets. They're, of course, giving away an X-Golf session. They're giving away a Hellfair field experience. They're giving away the owner's seats for a game. They're giving away gold parking for the season. They're giving away a lot of good stuff. Here's the problem. Now, now, now that I've begged the Brewers to have better PR, this, this is a nice, cool thing. Mm-hmm. Just buying tickets enters you to win great prizes. But it is coming off a little desperate. <laughs> right? Now, I, you, you, you might know more than I do. Do you actually have to go down there to buy them, or can you buy them online and qualify for the prizes? Uh, there is an online method. You have to go to brewers.com slash 25, click on the sweepstakes banner. Uh, or you can go to brewers.com slash tickets or call the ticket office. The drawing will be held on March 3. Uh, but again, if you buy that, if you win that car, you got to pay taxes on it. Hey, also, I caught uh, Adam McKelvey's piece today. I think the same thing that we're reading the tickets off of. Uh, they got some lower food food costs this year, like mini nachos or junior nachos, whatever that means, or junior popcorn for $4, right? Junior soda, a junior Mountain Dew for Little Bart. And by Little Bart, I mean you. <laughs> Nothing little about me. <laughs> so, I mean, I think I think this is all good. It's all a, good. A quarter Just, off beer? But, you know, you know, the thing is why and I don't want to be too. This is I feel it. I feel it's getting nitpicky. Why wait now? Why? 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 Why wait until. Like, show the fans you care about them the whole time. Yeah. Don't just if somebody if somebody comes to your restaurant. You know, once a week for 52 weeks, don't just give them a buy one, get one the week they don't show up. See them coming and be like, hey. Thank you. You know, I also feel like bartenders giving away free drinks is a lost art. Um. Yeah. I. Yeah. 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 If you don't frequent the bar a lot, like if you're there for one night, like if it's your first time there, I don't think they're going to give you one. That's why the move is tip first. Always tip as you're going, so you got to pay cash. No, uh, you buy a beer and throw down like thirty bucks and say, "Hey, this just pay pay attention when I'm at the bar." Yeah. Now bars that I've been to before in the past, like it's every like. There's this one bartender who says it's after your third one, you got one coming on me. Danny so, McGuire. No, no, this is a different bar. Where people go, yeah, people Danny, go. Danny sounds like the kind of guy that would he say, "Hey, that one's on me," and still write it on your tab. <laughs> Danny likes to have fun when he gives you free beer. Like last year, two years ago, whenever Tampa Bay won the Super Bowl, uh, he's a big card collector. He's got Tom Brady cards. Mm. He goes, "This one's on Tom Brady," but don't let anyone know. I got a reputation here. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious, Tim. Yes. He pours you a shot and says, hey, here, here you go, buddy. And then he charges you double for it. Or if you're Kevin Holden, he just gives you the bottle and says, pour your own. Well, it's TV's Kevin Holden. <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, shit. All right, Tim. Well, good to see you. Yep. Have a good weekend. <laughs> uh, you too. Go Brewers. 82. And 82. Tim Quick tab out, everybody. I'm here at Happy Place Hemp. College Court in Muskego. And I look out the window, there's Maddie's. Just like I say, it's right there. All right, so I'm with Chris. Delta 8s, Delta 9s, THCO. I talk about the three a lot. What are actually the differences in those three gummies? Uh, so the main difference is, is going to be strength. 
Um, Delta 9 THC is the naturally occurring THC in the plant. That's if anybody refers to THC, they're more often referring to Delta 9. But because of that, it's highly regulated. I can only put so much into the gummy. So the Delta 9 gummy has 9 milligrams of Delta 9 THC, which is plenty. Because if you go to Illinois, the most they're going to probably give you is 10 milligrams. Oh, wow. So it's it's still plenty potent. Um, but the Delta 8 and the THCO don't have any regulations. So I can put as much in there as we want. We found 25 milligrams to be a really good experience. So we kind of settled there. So Delta 8 and Delta, uh, Delta 8 and THCO both have 25 milligrams. But the THCO is going to be absorbed quicker and more efficiently than the Delta 8 or Delta 9 is. So instead of like an hour for the effects to start to feel, um, before you start to feel the effects, it's about 20 minutes. Oh, I because for a while I thought eight had less than nine. No, no, eight's lower than nine in number wise, but it's yeah, because then I was taking eights, and then the, 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 the night I remember I might have talked about this once is I was laying in my bed talking to my wife, and I was just like, We are just laying here. I, was, I can't even describe it, but <laughs> I knew good. it was working. She felt good, yeah, but we're like, we're, I don't, I don't know, man, I can't describe it, but that's why I, I liked it. And then after that, I was ready to, ready to sleep. Yeah, yeah, they'll, 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 they'll relax you, and you should get a good night's sleep on all the gummies that we make. Check them out, happyplacehemp.com. The promo code is BART, 25% off your order. You come by here as well, you can say BART, Bart Winkler Show, the Toby Altizer Experience, the Tim Shea Bonanza, whatever. If you get close enough, 25% off your orders, happyplacehemp.com. Shout out again to the boys at happyplacehemp.com. Again, you can find them in Muskego off College Court. Uh, that's like right on the border of New Berlin, as in you can roll across the street and be in New Berlin. So it's not too far. You can stop in there throughout the week. Just tell them BART, and you'll get the 25% off. Also, like I said, promo code BART at happyplacehemp.com. Had fun on CBS Sports Radio this week. We talked about a lot of different things. Uh, just quick kind of recap. So, okay, first of all, the interview that I was going to play after I talked to Tim is not on the show today. I'm trying to track down uh, Evan Drellich from The Athletic uh, with his – he's got a book out about the Astros cheating in 2017. And I am very interested in that. Uh, that's something that Horvat and I talked about a lot. The Astros will prevail. And uh, what I'm interested about the most in that is – it seems like the Astros, everyone's like, knew they cheated, were mad that they cheated, but they're, I, the penalties came on some of the managers that were involved. The players, like the Altuves and Springers and uh, Bregmans, they're all like, is that going to stop them from getting in the Hall of Fame if they're eligible and worthy? I don't think so. Not to the level that PEDs did. So that's what I want to talk to Evan about and how the organization met these allegations and then it was proven and then they still went out and won again and have been dominant for this whole time. So it's like cheating when you didn't need to cheat sort of thing, but still worked for them. Uh, and even after they were done cheating, they still win. That we know of, they're done cheating. So at some point in the coming weeks, I will talk to Evan. I also want to talk about the structure of baseball. I've been talking a lot, whether it's on the show here or my stints on CBS this week, writer than you one more appearance Friday morning, uh, nine to 11 on the fan about the rules that are changing the monetary structure of the league. Obviously we're talking a lot about arbitration with Corbin Burns and that whole, that whole setup. So that'll be interesting to uh, talk to him when we finally get our dates, right? Uh, it's just kind of a, one of those, one of those things, but at some point we will hear from him. I asked for some voicemails because I was banking on that interview all week. <laughs> I thought I'd be safe on Friday. I was going to be like, all right, I'll talk to Tim and I'll talk to Evan Drellich. That'll be a good show. But then I couldn't, I, I, we couldn't connect on Monday. We couldn't connect on Wednesday. We couldn't connect on Thursday. So I went to bed and took a little nap was hoping to wake up to a bunch of voicemails after I tweeted about it. And I got seven minus six is one. 
And I thank downtown Billy for the voicemail. The Carl's Place voicemail line, 402-915-BART, 402-915-BART. This is downtown Billy coming through. And again, you can check out more on Carl's Place, their golf simulators. Carl and I are cooking something up. We're trying to cook something up. I got a lot that I'm cooking up. I'm cooking up this website. Going to see my guys at Sun Ann Interactive today. I'm, 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 I, got a lot, I got a lot of things in the in the mixer. I got my website. I got this thing with Carl. I got my interview with Evan Drellich at some point. Carl of ET.com backslash Bart. Here is Downtown Billy. Hey, Bart. Downtown Billy. Uh, I got a take about Alan Lazard. I don't want him back on Green Bay. I think that he is going to be asking and is going to receive a lot of money. And if the Packers aren't willing to uh, pay a lot of money for a wide receiver like DeAndre Hopkins, trying to make a move for him, I don't see why we pay Alan Lazard a ton of money uh, to bring him back when he's a glorified third-string receiver. Um, that being said, I understand that the free agent market is pretty slim with wide receivers this year. I guess I just have faith that Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs are going to pull through in year two. Uh, let me know your thoughts. Thanks. I'm not real keen on Alan Lazard coming back at 10 million uh, or in that range. I think, I think where the Packers need to kind of plan for, and I don't want this to be the case. You're, you're well aware that I want Aaron Rodgers to get traded. And that's something that uh, you will hear. I, I talked with Zach Gelb on Thursday, so I will end the podcast with that today. If you already did hear it on writer than you, thank you. If not, I'm putting it on for your enjoyment. And uh, Zach Gelb's a great dude. So it's always worth a second spin with Gelby um, filling in for him, as I mentioned next week, a little bit as well. If they bring back Alan Lazard, I feel like they're going to bring back Aaron Rodgers, And I still, I'm at the point. So my big mission on Thursday's show was to remind the audience and myself to not get caught up in the reports, not get caught up in the reports. So Rogers came out of this retreat. All right. We saw kind of what the cave looked like. I still think it's weird. It's weird. I I mean I I am I I think he paid an an exorbitant amount of money to take a four day nap. And I'm not trying to make light of mental health. I don't think that's what this is. You can't just you can't just do something weird and say it's mental health. And again, I could be proven wrong. Twenty years from now, this could be the number one thing to do, and I look like a jackass. But if I'm gonna take if I'm gonna bet on it, I'm gonna say that going in a cabin for four days is is closer to being a weird thing than mental health. That's just what I'm going to do. I walk around naked in, in, in Walmarts. Why do you do that? Well, mental health. It clears my mind. Well, that's weird. Oh, you can't judge me. Look, I am I am Mr. Mental Health. I love the outreach on it. I just, I don't, we get to a dangerous point if we just excuse every weird behavior for mental health. Now, I feel like that's a bit controversial, but I also feel like, I mean, are we at the point where you can't make fun of a guy going in a cabin for four days? Sorry if we are. Anyway, or as my college RA would say in emails, empty ways. One thing that stuck with me, that and when we were boozing in the room and he looked right at us and then immediately his eyes went up to the ceiling and let us go. If you bring back Alan Lazard, that's a lot of money. Uh, Jones has already taken somewhat of a restructure. I think the Packers do need to plan. They should not do this, but they do need to plan to have both Rodgers and Love on that roster because they got to find a trade partner for Rodgers. And I do think the Jets should go with Derek Carr. And now the Raiders, apparently, one report says they're not interested in Rodgers. This is all posturing. You can't, this is all, I mean, we can't, we can't, we, we, the fan, can't bite at every minnow or worm that's on the hook. And we bite and we want more. Every little morsel of news. This is when the Rodgers thing really started getting exhausting for me when every little thing he does. Now he gets a, some of you guys thought he was coming out of this retreat and was going to announce his return to the league. Like he was Jesus after Easter. What, did Rogers give his announcement yet today? He never said he would. What are we doing? It is 
pretty absurd. But this is the news cycle with Rodgers. And every day there's going to be something new. The Raiders not being interested. Uh, Jeff Darlington saying, oh, they are interested. Uh, The Packers want him back. Every day it's going to be something. And so we just have to remember that let's just wait until we see what happens. We could talk about what we think should happen or speculate on what might happen. I'm happy to do that. I still want to see him traded. Uh, not not because I'm like anti-Rogers guy. I want to see Jordan Love. I will enjoy the season more with the unknown of what Jordan Love is in the potential, the potential rather, potential of what he could be, the remix, instead of seeing Aaron Rodgers do the same thing for the 100th time. I've seen this movie. I've seen the show. We all have. They will not win a Super Bowl. And, it, and I don't want him back. I adamantly don't want him back. And if they do bring him back, they got to keep Jordan Love. You can't draft him in the first round, trade up for him, and get rid of him. It'll be a huge blunder. I think Jordan Love will be good. My main reason for that is that Aaron Rodgers did everything he could to not let him see the field when they were 4-8, and eight, pretty much eliminated and hurt. Packers should have shut Rodgers down, but Goody does not. They, they won't do it. They're afraid of what he's going to say on McAfee. They're afraid of going to look bad. I, I do enjoy Brian Gutekinds as my team's general manager. I think he has the team's best interest in heart. I think he is uh, a little weak when it comes to this Rodgers thing. He just can't do it. And as a fellow lacrosse guy, I think I'm going to have the need. I think I'm going to need to talk to him. I think I'm the one. I'm an owner. So technically his boss. And I'm a lacrosse guy. We're both Eagles. So I think I can be the one to to reach him. So, of course, we'll keep talking about that nonsense all week. Uh, I did have a good week on CBS. It's always fun to be back in the uh, Intercom Odyssey building in Hills Corners. I've been in there a bunch since we all got let go. I've been in there a bunch. But usually when I'm in there, it's just me on a weekend or a night. This time I saw a bunch of salespeople, management, they looked at me like they saw a ghost. They're like, is it weird for you to be here? I think I, I think it's weird for you. Why are you shaking? <laughs> no, it, it's fun. It's fun to be on. It's been fun to be on CBS. Um, get all those affiliates. Get more people calling. It's been a good time. Love hearing when uh, some of the guys in Milwaukee call. Love seeing the tweets. Oh, my God, I... Flipped around. Bart was back on in Milwaukee for a little bit. And I am talking more national. So it's not like totally the same as what it was, but it's something and I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it quite a bit. I like where I'm at. I, I really do. I, li- I like how things have sort of uh, turned out, you know. You lose your job. You don't know what's next. This podcast has been great. I can't talk enough about it. I really can't. I really am appreciative that I'm in my basement recording, but there's, you know, there's engagement, there's interaction. And that's what I think I was, that's what I was missing the most for that month. Now there's still a lot of people that used to call the show. Like I don't hear from Mike, the painter enough. Uh, I haven't talked to notebook Mike in way too long. A guy like uh, Doug and Racine. I haven't heard from Bill and I and river, you know, I miss these guys on the reverse of that. I'm getting to know a lot of you guys better jumping on the post games, commenting, um, you know, getting the tweets throughout the day. It's, it's really been great. It's, I, I do think this is the most fun I've had in this profession, whatever it is, since I got into it 20 years ago through the various things I've done. This is, this is a blast. And doing the CBS helps uh, support this, that they are giving me a they, – they pay me to do that. That's nice. So, And that's fun, too, to talk about different stuff, national audience, to take kind of all the information I've ever had in my brain about things outside of Wisconsin and, and be able to talk about it. It's, it's just been, it's been really fun. It's been really good and I'm really enjoying it and I'm very happy with where I am. And so I don't long for, I don't long for one of these other Milwaukee stations to call me. I don't. And I don't think that that's a possibility. I, I mean, I could, I could probably work at ESPN before I worked at the game. Um, Wildy and I did have a little thing. I would like to talk to Wildy on the infrastructure week. I do think we can find some common ground. Really, I'm mad at Wildy because one day I was shitting on Florio and Wildy thought I was shitting on him. And then we fought and his listeners came after me. And then I said, this is war. 
And also one time my uncle said, I heard this great Packers podcast. It's Jason Wilde and Tausch. I said, uncle, I'm on the radio. He goes, oh, I didn't know that. I said, what do you think I do? So it's a that I, I'm basically I got in a fight at Wildy because I was mad at my uncle. <laughs> that so so I think I could talk to Wildy. We'll see, but you know ESPN they do their thing. I still wish they were local from twelve to two. I think there's a lot of local talent around here that they don't need to air greeny. Uh, I think their morning show is a formula that works. I think Wildy and Tausch, even though I would like them to talk more Brewers and and Bucks, they are what they are. They're good at what they are. You know, so I I haven't listened too much in the afternoon. My apologies to Homer and the boys. But the game, man, I listen to the game. They're on Sunburn Bowl. My wife, like I said, is still mad at me. I didn't take her to that. So if 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 Radio Row, nobody, no no sports radio listener likes Radio Row. It doesn't serve the listener. It serves the people going. And the advertisers for uh, Macy knee joint replacements, MACI.com. Shout out Solomon Wilcots and whoever that other guy was I talked to. What does Sunburn Bowl serve? You're going to do a whole week of shows for the 30 people that came to get drunk with you in the Dominican? The Sunburn Bowl that the game does is the radio equivalent of Adam Sandler doing Grown Ups 3 just to hang out and get paid to do a movie with his friends. The content I listen to, I don't know what I'm listening to. Is this a sports station? Is this a male talk station? What What is this? What am I listening to? So I was I was driving around after work, after the Writer Than You show on Thursday, and I did turn the game back on because I wanted to hear my guy Billy. And I think Billy does a great job. I think the world of Billy, Billy Schmid. But they need a guest host for Mike Heller, and so they called up Ted Davis. Ted Davis, longtime Bucks voice, he now lives in Texas. At one point, Ted Davis said, we all know this business isn't fair. This business isn't fair, Ted said. He's still miffed that the Bucks got rid of him after the championship run. And I'm thinking, yeah, it's not fair because when a local radio station needs a replacement, they call up you from Texas as I'm driving around in Milwaukee after doing a national radio shift, checking my DoorDash app, seeing that there's peak pay of $7, listening to you complain about the business while I'm delivering pot belly to some house in the back of a house. Weird. There's some weird stuff on the east side where it's like I had to go to a house and then it was in the back. And I don't know. It was weird. But the peak pay was 7 bucks. Look, I don't care if I'm making... CBS part-time pay. I don't care if I'm making $200,000 a year. If I open up the DoorDash and on my way home, I can do a quick delivery with a $7 peak pay. I will always do that. It costs me nothing. But it was just, I, I just hope Ted understands the irony in that situation. And really, so like I said, I'm in a good place. I just wish there was more sports for you guys. I just, I just, I really do. I wish there was more sports. You got people tweeting they miss twelve fifty, and then you always get the other people that say like dancing on our grave. But I wish there was just more sports to be talked about because we're in a great market. I mean, we have we have some compelling teams, and there's a lot to talk about. And instead, it's like four one four. How how long do you let a candle burn before you throw it away? Use our Accu Mortgage Twitter net poll. There is one guy in radio I love, Steve Scafidi. That's my guy. TMJ's weird. It's like, here's Steve Scafidi with common sense for two and a half hours. And then here's Jeff Wagner, who... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, reads Newsmax. Falls asleep to Newsmax. An OAN. Uh, but you can't get that on DirecTV anymore. Hashtag free speech. Hashtag First Amendment. So it's been a fun week. Enjoyed it. Did talk to my buddy Zach Gelb on the Writer Than You show. If you already caught it, I guess I'll talk to you later. If not, Zach and I did go down the Rogers path for a little bit. And then 
the question that I'm really trying to hammer out, I'm on this, uh, I'm on another crusade, and that's to try to get Jokic anything but first place in the MVP voting. The conversation I had with Eric Name yesterday, I thought Eric was great. I asked him the question about it. He went so more in-depth on the MVP than I thought he would, and I appreciate him for it so much. Uh, I had a great time with Eric. Good, good buddy. So talk to Zach Gelb, CBS Sports Radio. He's on Twitter at Zach Gelb. He's kind of like my CBS Sports Radio father. Hi, Dad. How are you? <laughs> Bart, what's going on? Live from Milwaukee, where right now I'm craving some fourth base and also some carnivore, even though it's 11 a.m. Well, I can tell you that fourth base is open today, but they did close a little bit early yesterday. There was a big snowstorm here, Zach, so the roads were a little treacherous, and I just hope everybody in Milwaukee is okay this morning. Well, I hope everyone is safe, and look at you, getting into work still to do the job, fighting through the snow. That's why Bart Winkler is one of the toughest people I've ever listened to on the radio. Well, I appreciate that, and thanks for saying that, and you're absolutely 100% correct. And one of the things that, uh, you know, one of the things I'll say that unravels me, though, is, you know where I'm going, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he is he has been uh, removed from his darkness retreat. He once again sees the light. What I'm trying to understand with Rodgers, because I've talked to you about this. I'm a Packer fan, owner, all of it. I personally would like to see Jordan Love play quarterback now, both from an off the field, Rodgers annoys me, and then on the field, you drafted this guy in the first round. You traded up for him. It's been three years. Let's see what he has. I'm trying to figure out why another team and, and, and another team, they would just have to be in such a dire situation for years. But do you, will another team really look at Aaron Rodgers and say, yeah, this guy's weird and he did not play well in 2022, but he'll be the guy to get us to the Super Bowl. How, how, how can that even be? I don't even get it at this point. Well, I, we all know teams are desperate, and we see a lot of teams that overpay for good quarterbacks. The one thing we know is that Rodgers obviously is a great quarterback, even though he didn't have the best of seasons in his career last year. But I think a team like the Jets or the Raiders, where the standard is a little bit different, and they'll say this is a move to go uh, win a Super Bowl, I don't actually believe that that would be something that would happen even if you bring Rodgers. I think it's more so Robert Sala looking to save his job Josh McDaniels looking to save his job and not that it's a slam dunk that they make the playoffs, but with the way that those rosters are built, right? The Raiders construction, uh, having Devontae Adams and that relationship with Rodgers and the Jets having a great defense. And then the offensive rookie of the year and Garrett Wilson on the offensive side of the ball. I think there is enough to go make the playoffs. I don't think Rodgers really out of all the destinations that I've heard and I know that the NFC is, is out of it from what people have been saying if he does get traded, because if he goes to the 49ers, that's a different scenario. But in the AFC, I don't see a team that he gets traded to this offseason that I go, wow, they're going to find a way to go win a Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I don't think any team is a Super Bowl away from Aaron Rodgers because I don't think he's good enough at this point to get him there because I think the Packers have been good enough in the last 12 years, certainly a handful of them, to get to a Super Bowl, and he hasn't gotten them to a Super Bowl. One team that has gotten to many Super Bowls is the Kansas City Chiefs. In fact, as you guys know, they just won one, and all of a sudden, we're not even waiting on Patrick Mahomes. We're doing best-ever conversation on him right now. I thought I was out of bounds a few years ago for saying in his second Super Bowl that he had to beat Tom Brady because if he does win five or six and we're going to put Mahomes versus Brady, we'll look back at this one and say, well, Mahomes didn't beat Brady, and that'll be kind of the deciding factor. But now he's been to three. He's won two. You, as a Patriots guy, have seen a dynasty. Really, they had two separate dynasties for over a long 20-year period. Are we seeing a dynasty? Are we going to see more like in the next five years? We're going to see the Chiefs in the Super Bowl a couple more times, or are they going to do what Aaron Rodgers did and never get back to one? Uh, you would anticipate that the Chiefs, like if you tell me the next five years, if you set the over-under, um, at them winning another Super Bowl, you probably think they, they would add uh, two more, um, but at least bare minimum, they'll add one more in, in the next five years. Remember, Brady won three in his first four years in the league, um, and also Brady beat Mahomes not only in the Super Bowl, but also that AFC title game, which led to another Patriots Super Bowl back in what was Brady's final Super Bowl uh, with the Patriots uh, in that second one up against the Rams. 
Mahomes is unbelievable. He's sensational. As long as he stays healthy, he's going to break all these records in terms of statistics on the field. But the one that I don't think he'll break, even though he'll maybe come close, is the seven Super Bowls. Because eventually there's going to be life without um, Andy Reid. Eventually there's going to be life without Travis Kelsey in Kansas City. And I'm not saying that that means Mahomes is going to be a bad quarterback because we all know he's a uh, just a, a one-on-one type of player. He is unbelievable, and he could still win, but there will be that adjustment period. And I think people forget Brady did go 10 years w- without winning a Super Bowl. So I just think everything averages out eventually, and maybe you see Joe Burrow get one. Maybe you see Josh Allen get one. Uh, maybe someone emerges in the NFC in addition to Jalen Hurts, and it takes away. Um, and that AFC, it's loaded with talent for the foreseeable future at the quarterback position. I just mentioned Allen and Burrow. You also get Trevor Lawrence, who's on the rise. We'll see if Justin Herbert can get it together. So Mahomes is going nowhere. He's the face of the NFL. He's the best quarterback, best player in the league. He'll continue to add on more Super Bowls. But I just don't think he will get to seven Super Bowl championships or eclipse that number. Uh, that's the one statistic I don't think will break a Brady's. Zach Gelb of the Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. I, I need to compliment you. You 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 do this show, and then it's like, oh, Zach took off. Okay, and then I see on your Twitter, you're like in a locker room somewhere. What what, what are you doing? Take a day off, Zach. What do you mean? What, what, you're always what, grinding. You're at occur? you're at a training camp. You're at the Super Bowl. Oh, you're okay. like <laughs> like just go to a movie or something. Yeah, well, I I did take Monday off, and I went out for dinner. So uh, I was a regular person on Monday, and that was actually a, a off day where I didn't really do anything in, in the sports world. So so there you go. You still went out, man. Do you ever like? Do you ever spend 24 hours in, in your home at one time? Uh, you know what I'm going to do? <laughs> and this may be a bit for CBS Sports Radio. I, I read a lot about this cave that Rogers went to, and I think I'm going to try to convince our bosses. It may be a tough sell, and we may have to pinch some pennies to do so, and maybe have to uh, find a way to, to reconfigure the, the budget. But I'm going to try to go into one of these caves that Rogers went to, especially the one in, in Oregon, because I think it would be a great experience. And I'm just going to be with my thoughts and be in the dark for three to four days and then see what I, how I'm going to reevaluate life and, and decide my future with it. People always ask me, Bart, why are you so fed up with Aaron Rodgers? Well, why, why can't you just accept his greatness and, and not worry about the off-the-field stuff? And I say, well, it's just too prevalent, man. The guy the guy basically put out blackout curtains and took a three-day nap, and yet we treat it like, oh, it's a darkness retreat, and Rodgers is like, I'm really going to learn about myself. What, you're, you're not learning anything. You just took a nap for three days. Can you at least understand my frustration with having to cover this guy for 12 years? Yeah, so I can. Like last year, I would say, hey, Bart, be careful what you wish for. Be careful what you ask for. Stop being so spoiled. But after the year they just had, I think it's a realization. After going 13-3, and 13-3, and 13-3, and this year, I know Detroit is on the rise. But the way Rodgers used Detroit and the Lions, it's, you know, they're basically gum in the bottom of his cleat. And to lose twice to them, I think that's the eye-opening moment of, okay, if you had any other hope that Rodgers would win another Super Bowl in Green Bay, that has now vanished. And remember, the last two years I told you, and you know this, that I didn't think Rodgers was going to leave. This offseason I think it's different, and I think this is the first time since they drafted Love where they actually are now thinking about replacing Rodgers, and I think they're okay with it because they didn't anticipate this guy to win two MVPs. But isn't it crazy, Bart? You know, this is one of the, the greatest quarterbacks we'll ever see. He's a top 10, top 15, wherever you want to rank him, quarterback of all time. We know whenever he retires, he'll wait the five years, and then he'll be a first ballot pro football Hall of Famer and get the gold jacket. But with all the, the greatness on the field, with the stats and the throws and the crazy plays, the Hail Marys that he's provided, I think the two things I'll remember the most is the ayahuasca trip last year where Crystal Preston, who does updates on CBS Sports Radio and WFAN, sent me a, um, a note this morning that, like, he claimed that when he was on that trip that, like, his dead relatives, like, touched him and it made him have a whole new thinking of life and then also this darkness retreat. Like, those are the two things in the great career of Aaron Rodgers, and maybe it's just in the moment that I think I'm going to remember the most because they're just so bizarre, and it seems like this is a curb your enthusiasm skit 
or a Saturday night uh, live skit that Rodgers is basically writing. I mean, I hate to talk so much about him, but I am obsessed. The the thing that I'm going to remember is, and this is this is how I know Jordan Love is good. I don't even need to see Jordan Love. I know he's good because Rodgers didn't let him play. He was 4-8. and eight. They were out of the playoffs. Yeah, they had a little bit of a chance. But then in those four games that they won after that, in no game did he throw for more than 238 yards. He had one touchdown. That's it in every game. He never had a QBR of more than 50.2. He didn't do anything special in the four games that they won to get him in that position. And then against Detroit, he was awful. He was terrible in that game. And they they did not win. He did not want the world to see what Jordan Love has to offer. So my my real my real conclusion to this story, I'd love to see him get traded, get a lot of picks. I want to see Rodgers come back to Green Bay and back up Jordan Love. That would be justice. Well, that would never happen. If Rodgers <laughs> is on the roster, like I saw uh, McGinn had that report out there, and yeah. he said if Rodgers is back in Green Bay, like just the one part of the report I didn't believe, he'll be the backup to Jordan Love. That would never ever happen. I think Rodgers would retire first than being the backup to Jordan Love. But to your point, I don't know how good Jordan Love is going to be, and I did respect that from the competitive standpoint of Rodgers to to not sit out even when he could have with the injury um, until his team was eliminated. Maybe it was thinking if Love gets the opportunity, he believes um, in Jordan Love, and then he'll be quickly forgotten, right, for, for what is in the now of Packers football. I know what the Eagles said about him in, in that half. I don't know what Love's going to be as a quarterback, but the one thing I've been impressed with, and I had one conversation with Jordan Love um, after his rookie year, and he knew he was going to be asked all these questions about Rodgers. For what is a tough situation, I think he's handled it as best as he can, and he's not been a distraction. He's not made it about himself. He had that one report that if Rodgers doesn't get dealt, uh, maybe or the speculation that maybe he would request a trade. But basically being in a spot where, you know, you're getting none of the attention and there's so many people that don't want to see you play and you're waiting to play, it is not easy. So I have to commend Love for the way that he's handled this the last three years. NBA is back tonight. Uh, thank goodness. My, my big thing in the NBA right now, as we're talking to Zach Gelb here, I'm Bart Winkler and for Bill Ryder, is that uh, I'm, I'm on this, like, anti-Nikola Jokic campaign because – Everything that applies to other superstars, for some reason, is not applying to him. Giannis wasn't going to win a third MVP until he won in the postseason. Well, uh, nobody cares about that. They're going to give it to Jokic again. Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant's like, you must win, Kevin Durant. And he goes, okay, fine, fine, I'll go and win. Then he wins two titles with the Warriors, and they go, you didn't win the right way. And then he's like, fine, I'll go to Brooklyn to try to win. And it didn't work out. But with Jokic, I don't know if it's Denver. I don't know if it's whatever. He, the, the, the Nuggets... Hot take, spoiler alert, they're not going to win the finals this year, and Jokic is still going to win the MVP, and everyone's going to, like, why isn't the pressure on Jokic like it is on these other superstars? It's a good question that you ask, because we were talking about this on my show the other day, and my producer asked me, if the Nuggets don't get to the finals, like, what would your reaction be? And I'd be like, all right, whatever. Like, you know, I don't really feel like there is that much pressure on them but this year they are 41 and 18 what they're the the best team in the west by by like five or six games over memphis and you look at the rest of the western conference like i know we now look at phoenix differently uh the mavs they don't even though they're in the western conference final i think Kyrie will be a disaster there the clippers i don't think are that much of a threat the grizzlies and kings we got to see if they can get it done in the postseason as well uh, Pelicans and Timberwolves, I don't think they're ready to make postseason runs yet. And like the Warriors, if they can get healthy, we always know they could be a threat and they'll be a tough out in a seven-game series. But it's weird. There should be pressure on the Nuggets, but there isn't. But I, I'm actually surprised by your take. And maybe it's because you were annoyed with the way that Giannis was treated. I know I was on an island, like the only one defending nationally, the Bucks and, and Giannis Antetokounmpo for all those years. I wanted to see Giannis stay in Milwaukee. But I would think you know, being in a smaller market and seeing the success of Giannis that you would then maybe want to see Nikola Jokic uh, continue to, to go down that path of Giannis onto the Kumpo as well, where not that he ever surpasses Giannis, but just that he gets that championship. Cause I do think uh, maybe it'd be better for smaller markets and, and better for a place like Milwaukee as well. If you can continue 
some of those smaller markets winning championships. I'm going to talk about all-star games in a little bit. Who's at, uh, who's the most to blame for the all-star games being bad these days? Is it, is it today's current players for not wanting to get hurt in an exhibition game? Is it the fans for thinking that these games are going to actually be like a game seven or is it the players of yesteryear for trying too hard when they had no reason to? I would say it's the players today. And I think it's the biggest issue in the NBA. And I'm not, you know, killing guys that don't give it their all in their, in the all-star games that I think LeBron should have uh, at one point in his career had done the dunk contest. Absolutely. I love the mentality of, of Anthony Edwards with what he said. And it was very similar to what Kobe Bryant has said for, you know, said for years about load management. But my biggest problem with the NBA, and even though I have to watch, even though it's a part of my job, it's tough for me to really get emotionally invested and care in the NBA in the regular season. Postseason's different because you just never know who's going to show up. And I hate to make this like, oh, if you're the common man that, that saves all this money, you take your kid to a game, and there's always a chance someone doesn't play. If someone's actually hurt, I get it. But if it's just to give someone a night off, I'm not thrilled about that. But you look at this year, it's just a down year in the NBA. Like, look at the Eastern Conference. Uh, the Celtics, I, I guess they're a storyline. You know, can they find a way to get back to the NBA Finals and get the job done? Um, it doesn't seem like, even though I'm pulling for, for Giannis to get back to the Finals, it doesn't seem like the Bucks are ever really that big of a national story. The Sixers until they get to the uh, – forget the NBA Finals. Let's see if they can even get to the Conference Finals. The Nets are now relevant without KD and Kyrie. So there's not these great storylines this year. And then you look at the Western Conference. We just talked about that with Nikola Jokic factor. The Suns are now intriguing. The Lakers will even see if they can get into the playing game uh, this year. This NBA regular season this year, Bart, I don't know if you feel this way, it's been pretty damn boring. There's just not a lot of good storylines that resonate with me. And there's a lot of times, and I get it, like Kawhi in Toronto, you miss 20 games, you win a championship. Is anyone bitching um, about the 20 games you miss? No. But I think that means a lot when, when you get into the regular season of just expecting guys simply to play. And now we're just already trained and programmed that some of these guys are going to miss 20 to 25 games a year because of load management. Zach Gelb here on Weeknight, CBS Sports Radio. Always good to catch up with you. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk soon. Bart, all the best. Be well, brother. You know what I'm going to do? I think I'm going to send uh, Zach Gelb a nice shipment of Omaha steaks. I think that's what I'm going to do for Gelby. It's their semi-annual sale at Omaha Steaks, 50% off site-wide. I would uh, use this code. The code is BART. It's $30 off. So you already get 50% off site-wide right now. At omahasteaks.com, they have taken everything they do, and it's 50% off. They have these different packages that are set up. So like this value freezer filler, everything that's in that. Ooh, they got a new website. Bacon wrap filet mignons, butcher's cut top sirloins, four of each, four air chilled boneless chicken breasts, four boneless pork chops, four burgers, the seasoning, all of this. Typically that would sell for $370. They're going half off, $185, free shipping, and then it's $30 more off when you use the code BART at checkout. So use the code BART at checkout with omahasteaks.com. This is a good thing to start to think about as the weather eventually gets nicer and you can start to grill outside or, you know, if you want to make these inside, there's there's no shame in that either. But check that out, omahasteaks.com. All right, so me and the family are going to be together for a few days. Really looking forward to some uh, time. I'll give updates on everything when we are back, which will be... March 1st, the Bucks play the Magic. I will do a post-game show on YouTube that night. Ooh, the Brewers also play the uh, Angels that day. And West Ham will probably lose to Man U. West Ham in danger of getting relegated. This is going to be embarrassing to root for a team, especially this last Christmas. I asked for a bunch of West Ham gear, and I got it. And now I'm wearing all this stuff, and they're 18th out of 20 right now. And this is not good. But Wednesday, the 1st, is when we will do our taping. So the next podcast that drops will be March 2nd on Thursday. So uh, just a little break. little break. Good time to catch up on all the pods you may have missed. Relive your favorite memories. 
I would have tried to crank out some like, hey, just because I'm not doing one today, here's here's some old good stuff from the fan, which I will start to continue to do. But guys, peak pay was seven bucks at DoorDash. I couldn't pass that up. Now I'm getting close to the tax threshold on DoorDash. So I don't want to pay taxes on DoorDash. Not that I'm going to scam under 600 bucks. So soon I will be talking about my delivery for Postmates and then I will be doing Uber Eats and then I will be doing Grubhub. <laughs> if I, if I, you know, just if I do a couple orders after every shift or whatever, I make an extra two grand for free. Plus the gas and the weird stories and all of that. Again, can't appreciate you guys enough. Um, looking forward to taking my wife down the Sunburn Bowl 5. Until then, we'll talk to you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.